Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. We want to welcome you to the Extraordinary Lovers live TV show, and today I have my extraordinary lover, my partner, my beloved, Lori Handlers. Yay. And we now say it like this, the immortal Lori fucking Handlers. Yay. <laughs> That's me. So Lori has been working on several books. She's written the book, The uh, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy, and she's now written a follow-up book, which is just about to be completed and released and we're really looking forward to it. But she, I really want you to talk about some of the things that are in this new book and also some of the things that have happened since you've started talking about this in real life on Instagram and Facebook because you're getting a little bit of flack for it. I am. So, All right, but first I just want to say a couple of things about the first book. Mm -hmm. You can get it on Amazon. <laughs> you can get it on lauriehandlers.com. You can get it on Audible. And you can get it on Kindle. I just want to tell people that because yeah. they might want to read the first book. And if they're not 50, or if they are 50, doesn't really matter. Right. Um, the first book is really it's an important piece of work. It's, um, <laughs> it's an Amazon uh, international bestseller. Yeah. And, it, um, it, and we've just done some, some journeys with it. Well, it, it has become uh, kind of like a live action um, uh, journey where... She's taken all 10 laws and put them into 10 weekly calls, and uh, it has been transformational for so many people. It's been amazing for so many, many people, people. So many people. Many people. Over 100, anyway, since COVID all right, so, started. So you started to talk a little bit about um, you know, how this came about. You read a book on the way to... Uh, that I didn't like, and didn't so like I started writing a book. If you don't have another book, you might as well write a book. Right. So I started writing a book like, what's different about my life since I turned 60? Mm. Now, I'm well, well over 60 now, but I was just trying to um, encapsulate what my life was like. And I felt like my life was so much better, mm. like it was better than when it was at 30. Now, how does that happen? How does that even happen? Because most people are panicking, wondering like, oh, my God, I'm going to turn 50. I'm going to lose my mojo. I'm not going to be attractive anymore. The, one of the biggest things, we did market research, mm -hmm. one of the biggest things we found out is that people are afraid, especially women, just going to say this, women, sorry I'm saying this, but I'm saying it. Women and men are afraid of becoming undesirable, mm -hmm. like they're losing their factor called desirability. Oh. And so, but I didn't know that when I was writing the book. I, I know that now. Yeah. So... Um, I started writing this book like, what's changed in my life? What's different from when I wrote the first book? I wrote the first book when I was around 50, 49, 50. Mm -hmm. And um, how did my life get better? Mm. And I started writing all these chapters. So I came up with seven new laws. Oh. Although one of them is the same as a law in the first book. Right. And that's the most important one. Yeah. Boundaries. Like if you, yeah. We talk about boundaries on this show a lot. A lot. If you don't have boundaries, you don't know what your boundaries are, chances are people are overrunning your boundaries, and then you're going, oh, I have a boundary. 
and, and that's how you found out about your boundary. And and at the same time, your piss off shows up with the boundary discovery, and uh, and it doesn't go well. So that's the reason why you should read the first book, right? Because there's a whole chapter on honoring your anger, and then there's a whole chapter on confrontation. But this book is really for people who are a little older and have some life experience, but they may not know how to channel it because the culture doesn't give anything to people over 50. I mean, all the baby boomers now are over 50. And like even some of my best friends, like from high school, are starting to suffer. You know, the ones who are still alive are starting to suffer. And um, because they've, this thing called a retirement. Oh, starts to take us out of the out of the life force starts to like we sit in an easy chair and watch tv or read a book like well if you were an active human being that is not the solution for you to retire and sit in one of those recliners no I, you can't see me in one of those recliners I, no. i'm never going to be in a recliner <laughs> so I'm not. I don't think, yeah. My I, father wasn't, my mother wasn't, and no. I'm not. I'm not going into one of those I can see. I can see you walk, you know, well, you, you, you're constantly active. You work out. You do stretch. I mean, we went this morning and checked out a, a CrossFit box. Um, yeah. I, I have a CrossFit gym that I'm going to. And uh, and Lori's got you know she's a she's an orange. I'm an orange fitness theory fitness girl. girl so yeah. I was like, well, maybe CrossFit. And so so we we've, we've been looking at that. But you got to be active. You got to be. You have to be active. Moving. Moving. So okay. So that's one of the chapters. Yeah. In the book, um, I'm just gonna. Oh, they went away. One of the chapters in the book is shake things up. Ooh. That's not that's not law one, but it's shake things up like. Don't keep your old routines. Like, stop saying, oh, this is my routine. This is how I... No, no, no. I think that routines are kind of like a pre-coffin. <laughs> you know, like... Like the rut. Yeah, it's a rut. rut. Um, so shake things up. Try new things. Mm -hmm. Try n one new thing a month. Um, go out of your comfort zone. Uh Change, you know, dare to wear crazy clothing, go to seminars. Um, oh, the one of the biggest aging things is to not learn new technology. Mm. That can age you very fast. Yeah. Like if you still have a flip phone. <laughs> Sorry. I'm serious. I'm thinking of getting a flip phone. You are not. <laughs> You ha you have to you need to keep up with technology. You need to keep up with what's happening, and one of the ways people age very fast is to say, "I'm too confused to use my Mac. I'm too confused to use my PC. I don't know how to buy Bitcoin. I don't know how to uh, right. open a Coinbase account or whatever. Um, I can't do that. I'm too old for this." And that right away starts to put you headed towards the grave. That's right. I mean, I, I want to brag on you a little bit. I mean. You're someone who is always evolving technologically, and you, you know you bought, you have Bitcoin, you have many, many. I have cryptos. many altcoins and bitcoins. Yeah. I'm doing really well in the crypto market right now. Is a probably a good time to, if you don't know anything about that, to actually look at it. But Lori has been someone who she comes to me and says, "Hey, what do you think about this? Take a look at that." And I'm like, "Wow, not even on my radar." So, so she's progressive in that sense. 
So yeah, definitely be someone who's actually up to up and and increasing and and evolving your knowledge around technology is super super important. Yes. And then also, you know, uh, well, this comes into some of the criticisms I'm getting. Oh yeah. So I'm getting criticized for uh, posting on Facebook and Instagram. Hi, all of you Facebook and Instagrams. I'm getting a lot of criticism from people who um, who are calling me out, like the call-out culture. Right. Really, I just want to barf for a minute. <laughs> um, I'm being called out for um, for because I'm not... In the posts, I'm not talking about bioidentical hormones. So bioidentical hormones, I take them. Mm. Um, I take... Um, I, I don't want to get this routed towards um, biology and what you have to do for biology. But I will just tell you, for at least 11 years, I've been taking bioidentical hormones. And I didn't take them for the first 10 years after menopause. And I noticed the changes in my body. My vagina started to dry up a little bit. I didn't have as much sex drive. Um, yeah, I wasn't in the mood. And then I started then I started taking drops. The first thing I did was start taking drops and that started getting me juiced up again. And then I went to a doctor and I saw a doctor to to pair me with bioidentical hormones. Now I'm gonna tell you what didn't work for me. I didn't like the pellets. You out there who are listening, you might love the pellets. What I felt was the pellets gave me a spike. Um, like for the first few days of the pellets, like I felt like a dog, like I wanted to hump everything and have sex with everything, you know? Richard Pryor has a joke about the dogs. He says, oh, that looks like a dog, and it, it's like a tree. <laughs> and, they, and the dogs go, that looks like a dog, let's fuck it. You know, like... <laughs> Richard Pryor. <laughs> Richard Pryor will always come in wherever I can put him in. Anyway... um, I felt like that. I felt like a dog in heat. One time, my best friend and I were sitting here. She was visiting me from California. I have a few best friends. I have a handful of really best friends who have been around for years, 40 years, over 40 years of my life. She came over. She had just gotten her pellet, and she started making out with me. We don't have that kind of relationship. <laughs> and she was just like kissing me, and her tongue came into my mouth, and I was like, wait a minute. What are you doing? She said, oh, I got a pellet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the danger of so using hormones. I said to her, we don't really have this going on between us. We haven't. Is yeah. this where you want to go? She was like, no, I'm so sorry, but it's my pellet. It's my pellet. Like I feel, she said, I feel so horny and I'm so attracted to you. And I said, great, I love you. Let's, you know, I'm thrilled that you're attracted to me, but I don't think we should start making out and take this further. Yeah. So we didn't. Some of you may disagree with that. That's okay with me. Yeah. Um, so I didn't like the pellets. Also, when they put the pellet, if you don't know what a pellet is, it has testosterone and estradiol. So it's estrogen and a testosterone combo. Blend, yeah. They put it into you. They make a little incision and they put it into your butt. And the other thing was, after the pellet, after the pellet gets inserted, you can't go to the gym for three days. I couldn't swim for three or four days. Right. That cramped my style. So I don't like the pellets. No. But I do take, I do use a cream 
for um, testosterone and estradiol, and I do take progesterone, and I take DHEA, mm-hmm. and I take melatonin, and on and on and on. If you saw our cabinet, wow. you would see all the things that I take because yeah. I'm into super longevity. And we have a list. I mean, we could share that list eventually. But but, but I don't want people to take everything I take. They have to no, go find to, out on their... Right. Like, I can Blood make some suggestions. Yeah. Um, so... So the criticism came from somebody because I didn't state that I was taking hormones and this person was saying that men's testosterone goes down and women's estrogen goes down and women's testosterone goes up and so it's a different story. They don't have the same kind of desire as they had before. Right, and one of the complaints I think that a lot of couples have that that are aging together... um, and that have similar ages. Um, when they start getting into their late 40s and 50s, men, the testosterone, as you said, goes down. So they not only do they, they lose you know, muscles, one of the things that gets lost, but the other thing is they lose desire. And this is where ED starts to show up. And, and it's a natural occurrence in men uh, at this age. And for women, as you said, women's testosterone goes up, so their muscle gets better. And they're also hornier they're more interested in sex yeah well some are not all women that's and the, that depends like, that was this person's whole point like not yeah. everyone's the same and i said right. i never said everyone i actually left this person a voice message on facebook and said i understand this is my position you don't have to agree with me it's okay yeah. but this is something people can do um, men can take testosterone shots. That's they right. can also get pellets. You never got the pellets. I didn't get the pellets. You I had got the shots. shots. Yeah. But then you have to be aware that if you start taking these things that aren't made in your own body, your body's not going to make them anymore. Yeah. I stopped. So, so there's some. So now we have morning set. Hello. Here's the secret. You know the secret? <laughs> the book, The Secret. Here's the secret. When you're older, have morning sex. Yeah, that's when men's, when men's testosterone is the highest is in the morning. In the morning, yeah. when morning wood shows up. That's right. So that's Long when to, and strong. That's when to have sex. <laughs> it's not going to happen at nine o'clock at night, you know. Yeah, and it's also the best time to work out for men because your testosterone is higher, and it will help you to to build and, and develop your muscles, which also has um, is a factor in producing natural testosterone. So you so get up super early, you have sex, you get a prolactin you know, thing where you have to go to sleep, so you take a 20-minute nap, then you get up and you go to the gym. Yep. <laughs> okay, so that's one complaint that I'm go. hearing. Anyway, we'll get to some other complaints, but what I said was to shake things up. Mm. Now, yeah. the other thing I said, and we, I just hit on it, Mm-hmm. Which is have intentional sex. Oh, yeah. Practice intentional sex. So what does that mean? What does it mean to you? Well, it means to me that we, we make dates. We schedule it. We actually have times during the month where we're doing um, intentional sex, including something you and I practice called sex magic. Um, so having those scheduled. And when you do it, it's not just scheduling sex so that we can experience pleasure and get off. But it's also so that we can connect at different levels. And so 
like I said, sex magic is one of those things we, we use to create. So practicing intentional sex mm. is super important. Now, here's the criticism we receive for this. Oh, yeah. I love to take these criticisms on. I, I don't have my boxing gloves on anymore, but, I, but you can a good box. fight is good. <laughs> I can yoga box. Right. So, um, so some people say that practicing intentional sex and scheduling it will ruin the mood, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> it's not true. If you set it up right, intentional sex, scheduling sex. Look, I always say this. I'm going to say it again. You would schedule a business meeting with somebody because you wanted to do business with them. So why wouldn't you schedule a business meeting, a sex meeting with somebody that you wanted to do sex with? Mm. Like it's so important to make sure that you connect just the same way that you do in business. So this is the business of life. That's the way I feel. Mm. Yeah. So the next law. Go on. What? David's so saying hi. David's hi, David. On. Is this David L? Yeah. David L, I just sent you an, uh, an email talking about a possibility. Please check your emails. You will get one from me. I hope it didn't go into your spam. Mm. So, um, yeah, I want to I want to do something with you in the future. Yes, that's my proposition. So <laughs> that's a good proposition. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so the next one is about boundaries, mm -hmm. and so we always talk about boundaries. Boundaries are super important, and I, the way I look at boundaries is boundaries are cellular membranes mm -hmm. that keep out toxins and let in nutrients. And it is my right to keep out toxins. Mm. It's my right to only let in nutrients. And it's like, a, it's like a, a cellular membrane. It only has to be one membrane thick. But that's, that's, it's really important to exercise boundaries. Now, we've talked about this a lot. You were the first person yeah. to exercise boundaries in our relationship. Yeah. And, and, it was really good. I really respected you. Mm. I loved it. You know, he just said to me, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Don't expect this from me. And I just went, thank you. I can live with that. Well, I, you know, I think it was important as we were getting to know each other even. And this is when it happened um, that you knew that, you know, I do have some limitations on things that I'm willing to do. or Right. Like those are the things that I had limitations on. And um, it was really funny because over time, as you honored that boundary, that boundary, I lifted it. It disappeared. It disappeared. I didn't need it anymore. So um, boundaries, when, when people think of boundaries, oftentimes they think of, you know, that it's a separation. It's a stop. It's a no. And really what boundaries do is they create intimacy because when you honor someone else's boundaries and they honor your boundaries, wow, that just really, really connects you. And it caused intimacy for us. And then I lifted the boundary and, then, and you were shocked. When I know, said. it was wonderful. <laughs> and we're telling you all this stuff because we're I'm starting a new journey online. Mm -hmm. I just want to say this now. I'll say it again later. Starting a new journey called Sex and Happiness Over 60. Mm -hmm. And it's for people over 50. P 
people 50 and up, because people 50 are stressing over the fact that soon they're going to be 60. Oh, my God. Then they really won't be desirable. Right. And um, <laughs> according to Madison Avenue. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so it's for people over 50, and I'm starting it on April 28th. So we thought I thought we'd talk about it today. Yeah. So, And I also think that because people, uh, like the baby boomers, I don't think they ever heard the word boundaries. Uh, I don't either. I don't think um, I don't think anybody in the baby boomer generations, you know, like we were like free love and sex mm. and, and acid and pot, you know, like we were like, let's break the rules and da, da, da. But I don't think many, most of my friends never heard the word boundaries. And my parents never said the word boundaries in my whole upbringing. Yeah. What are the, what is the, what are they saying? Oh, keep going, keep going. Okay. Yeah, the, the, that's the automatic chat thing. Okay, <laughs> so I think boundaries are really important to stress, even though they're in sex and happiness, right? The tantric laws of intimacy. I think boundaries is law four, and there, in this book, is law three, yeah. and I state it all over again. Plus, mm. because people who are a little older um, need to look at boundaries a little differently. For example, in the ISTA training this past week, you know, some people come up to me, they think this is a compliment, and they say, oh, Laurie, we love you. You're so, you're so my Tantra grandma. Oh! And don't I'm ever like, say that to her. Don't you ever say that to first her. First of all, I'm not a mother. Second of all, I'm not a grandmother. <laughs> And I don't, that's not a compliment to me. Yeah. Like, just be, I feel that as a separation. That's not a boundary. Mm -mm. That's a separation. They're putting me in a category called old. Yeah. And, um, and I saw you get a little, like, rascally, like, you were like, <laughs> with one person. And I was like, you go, girl. I'm not old. Mm -hmm. You know, I might be number-wise older than you. But there's nothing about me that's old. There's not a lot of 35-year-olds who have something on me, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know anybody that can keep up with the 12-minute <laughs> plank. This woman did a, tw was it 12 minutes? I did a 12-and-a-half-minute plank. 12-and-a-half-minute plank. Give it a shot. I can't do it. I dare you. I dare everyone <laughs> listening right now. Everyone, all of you on Instagram and Facebook, everybody on Twitch. You do a 12 and a half minute plank and come back to me yep, and tell me that deal, you did it. You tell me that you did it. So I'm not in a contest with any of you either, but yeah. I don't want somebody to go, oh, you're so this for that. Right. That's like, oh, you're such a good driver for a woman. You know, ugh. <laughs> That's called a backhanded compliment. It is. Right? It's a terrible, terrible compliment. So I have a boundary about that. And I set a boundary like that at the last, at the ISTA training we just came out of. That's right. Because um, I never want to hear that again. Really, I don't. It, it, yeah, absolutely not. So one of the things um, that I think is important is to know that as you, as you age, right, if you know what's happening to your body, you can have, um, you have a say and how that goes and so that's really what you're talking about but when it comes to sex and as you age um, some of the things that happens to our body has the has the effect of, of lowering our libido and causing us not to be so intentional and yeah. all those things and there's also shame like let's say um, a lot of men have to have 
unfortunately have to lose their prostate. Yeah. You know, like prostate cancer is... It's a pro thing. It's prolific. Yeah. And so men have prostate removals, mm -hmm. um, which, by the way, if a doctor tells you that you have to have your prostate removed, check, get another opinion or two. Because they automate, this is like tonsillitis. You know, oh, let's just send that thing in there and take that out. Maybe you don't have to lose it. And, you know, I'm just saying, get another opinion. Right. Uh, also, if, you, if you're hearing this today, if you're watching us today, and you don't know anything about prostate massage, go find somebody who will actually put their finger in you and massage your prostate. Get your prostate stimulated. Buy a wand mm -hmm. that that stimulates your prostate. Your prostate needs blood flow. Absolutely. To break up various films that take place in the prostate, and to also give it attention in a disowned part of men. Right. And I, I think that something that you're talking about. You actually have a product for men. I do. I have for that. I have a wand where men can go put this wand in. It won't go up your butt. Mm -hmm. um, here's the thing about butts. They have two sphincters, and one of them you can control by will, and the other one you cannot. And so if you put something straight in your anus, um, it can get sucked in. Uh, so you want to put something in that has a curve. It can't go in. Right. And so that's what my the wands are that I have. Right. That I get from Nectar products. And you can go to, I think you can go to Extraordinary, not Nectar, LoriHandlers.com. And you can see the wands. In the shop. Go to the shop and you can see the wands that are there. Anyway, this is a very important, in the world I'm creating, mm -hmm. everyone will have this S-shaped wand <laughs> and they will have attitude adjustment instead of going to the bar. Right. Like on Friday nights, <laughs> if you work in corporate America, instead of going to the bar, you put this in and you adjust your attitude. There you go. <laughs> attitude like of gratitude. Yeah, crank up, crank it up. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's my joke. You're funny. All right. So tell us a little bit more about the book, but also tell us a little bit more about some of what people have been saying that have been really off. And... I think you got challenged a little bit. It was I don't like, think it's off. I think they have a right to their opinion. Sure. I don't think anything is off about well, I mean, it. I mean, they're challenging you, but I think... And you had some people come in and say, wait a minute. You know, uh, you, you can have both, right? I, I forget who it was. Yeah, that one said. person, a, a friend of mine, actually, who, I'm, who I've had on my podcast before and who I'll probably have on my podcast again. Mm -hmm. Actually, I invited her on my podcast to talk about it. Yeah. And um, so she said, uh, when you get older, why don't you just go into the flow? Be more in the flow. Don't try to be sexy like what um, Madison Avenue has cranked people up to be. Right. Don't kid yourself. Don't try to be too sexy. Don't try to compete with younger women or younger men. You know, just accept that you gracefully are aging and you go into the flow. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that sounds okay, <laughs> but it sounds kind of boring. Right. And um, But anyway, someone else responded to this person on one of these uh, social medias and said, well, I think Laurie does it both. Mm -hmm. She's very sexy, and also she knows how to go with the flow. She does both things. Yeah. Someone came in, I think it was uh, Raquel Colello, said, uh, 
said Lars got both. So I'm not trying to compete with anyone. I'm just saying I believe that um, the media doesn't allow for people to age sex sexily. Like they just want people to age gracefully. Right. And I'm like graceful sex. Being sexy and graceful. Yeah. We got to come up with a word, like a hashtag for that, you know? Like, I don't know. You come up with sexy, grace, sexy, graceful aging or. Sexy, graceful aging. I don't know. Something like that. Something anyway, like that. I don't want you to stop if you don't want to stop. I don't want you to stop because you and your belief system feel like it's over. Right. If you do feel it's over, then that, you know, I'm not, that's not who I'm addressing. Right. But if you feel hot and you feel sexy and you don't dress your age, like, what are you supposed to wear? Right. Um, you, wear something sexy. What are you supposed to wear? Like, like go for it. Grandma, you know, like, I don't know. A muumuu. A muumuu, yeah. You're not. <laughs> you wear a muumuu. I would never wear a muumuu. And rollers? Yeah, like, no. I don't know. I just don't want you to lose it for no reason. And so that's why I'm That's why I'm writing it. That's why I'm talking about it, because I haven't lost it. And so we need one example, not a Hollywood star, but right. one example of a real person who who isn't losing it. Who's still getting it on. Yeah, I'm definitely getting it on. You're definitely getting it on. And I'm making sure other people are getting it on. That's right. I'm not it's not only just that. That's right. So yeah. So I received criticism about the flow. Mm -hmm. Being in the flow. <laughs> and I am in the flow. You are in the flow. I'm definitely in the flow. There's no question in my life. That's right. And you're and you're generating and creating see this is the great thing about all of this is that um as you as you get closer into this what they're calling the flow. Um, the creation and the and the manifestation stuff starts to happen, and um, that's really what's powerful. Especially at any age, um, you can literally create your life and manifest things that you want, like a new book, like a new you know maybe a new TV show or whatever it is. Or a new lover. Whatever you're out to create and generate, and that's possible through sex magic, through other things that we teach. But really, actually being um, someone who's in the flow is someone who's juicy and sexy and having that sexiness um, really be known, you know? I, I know that there are young men, young, you know, young men, 30s, 40s, who are interested in women that are older than them, especially, the, you know, when, they're, when they are turned on and sexy That's and juicy. a newer fad. Well, it's something that, you know, there was a thing a while back, I don't know, a decade ago, that started. we started hearing about... Um, probably longer, but we started hearing about cougars, right? Oh, yeah. I'm I have a... My <laughs> cougar ring broke. I had a cougar ring. I loved it. Right. Now I have it on, just on my key ring. Yeah. That's a cougar. Well, this is... Women I that love are, that. Women I that are a little older that are turned on, and, and that is sexy as fuck. And men are, are wise to that. Um, and then, you know, of course, you, you see the younger woman with the older man, and and, and that's a normal thing. I normal, whatever. But it's more. That was more accepted. More common. Let's not more say normal. Common, more, more common. More accepted. And and right now, I'm telling you, no matter what age you are, you can be all of that. You can be anything you oh, want yeah. to be. I think so. 
So, uh, so I'm, you know, I wanted to give people an example to live more fully, mm. to live life more fully, and to not. To, listen, one of my best friends in the whole world married a man older than us. Mm. I mean, we went to elementary school together, and after he died, he died before us. Yeah. And after he died, she never again saw another living man. Really? She has not. Wow. And there's no talking her out of that. Ugh. And I feel like, why? You know? Yeah. You, you, yeah, somebody could be the love of your life and they could die. And then you're still alive. <laughs> so live. Yeah, love another. Love again. Really? Love yeah. the one you're with. <laughs> <laughs> That's a song. They know. It's one of my favorites. Stephen Stills. Yes. All right, so. <laughs> you crack me up, girl. I do. You do? You crack well, me up. Well, I didn't put, uh, none of my laws are sense of humor. No? No. No, but they're all fun. Sense of humor is really important, <laughs> by the way, everybody, for living. Reza yeah. says, I've been turned on and have known what I wanted since my late 20s. Not only older women know what they want and turn it on. That's right. And if a young man is lucky enough to have an older woman lover, oh, he just hit pay dirt. Nice. Because an older woman isn't so uptight about her body, so she teaches. Yeah. She teaches him. So, yeah, mm. there's so many advantages. Anyway, I, I you know... I've been taking the criticism pretty well, I think. Yeah. I feel like I have flow. You do. You, you have know? great flow. Anyway, I'm going to invite that person onto my show. Definitely. Now, um, I did have a couple on my show, on my podcast, who uh, he had prostate cancer and lost his prostate. Mm. And they talked about how they have sex. Oh, he didn't come on. She came on the show. And talked about how they have sex now. Yeah. And so part of the reason to even study Tantra is because in Tantra, we don't care about erections. Like in Tantra, you can have soft insertion. And that like, and that feels really good too. It's like a different whole relaxation for a man and woman to, to relax into each other's bodies without this hard on you know well, and there's the energetic part of that as well yes so one of the things that tantra allows for is that and the energetic um experience of orgasm and penetration so if you look right behind me let me go that way behind Lori, you'll see this yab yum this yab yum this could be done energetically without uh without insertion or um, intercourse where you just hold each other and deeply feel into each other's bodies and into each other's fields, which is really powerful. It sometimes it's more powerful mm. than actual sexual intercourse, right. because energetic, uh, energetically, um, sometimes the connection goes even deeper than this. That's right. So, um, but that is really good too. In really? That, in that position. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good in that position, too. But it doesn't have to be. No. We're just giving options here, you know? Mm, yeah. Now, another thing that I address in the new book is share the wealth. Oh, yeah. And that is because uh, I learned how to collaborate 
and that made my life much easier. Mm. Like collaborating with people is so much more fulfilling than being a solopreneur, which I was most of my life. Right. And it just and there's a lot of things to share the wealth about, but I mean one of the things really is collaboration. Who can you work with? Mm. Who can I work with? Who can I I work with you? That's right. We do this and we do extraordinary lovers experience, extraordinary lovers journey. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is based on the first book, Sex and Happiness. Yeah, the 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 biggest part of what Extraordinary Lovers is is taking those um, uh, those practices, the laws, the laws from Sex and Happiness, and implementing them in a way that's for couples, so that we we basically take an ex, uh, Sex and Happiness, and you know you could add the tagline for couples, um, whereas Sex and Happiness really is is a broad. Um, for a broad uh, audience, singles, couples, whatever. But then we took this and we distilled it down so that it really does work for couples. Right, we've saved some couples oh, from yeah. killing each other. <laughs> we we have. Yeah, it's true. We've saved them from like one of them wanting to kill the other, <sighs> and yeah. they can, and they return to love. So we've done that, and basically, it's based on the ten laws of intimacy. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking about sex and happiness over 60. Oh, yeah, and there's more, so much more. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to the release date once we find out when that's going to happen. And, of course, we'll be doing oh, the book aud- release. Right, the book book release. And, and, of course, we'll have the Audible available for people as well. And, right, um, but in the meantime, people can come to my beta test course. Right, so you, I was just going to mention that. Um, go ahead. So April 28th which is a Wednesday, I believe, and it's going to be um, 7 p.m. East Coast time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm having the Sex and Happiness Over 60 journey, and I'll be co-facilitating that with Rich Prittis and with Brianna Krebeyer, and um, it's for people over 50 who want to keep their mojo keep their life force, keep whatever working, and making things better over 60. But it's for people over 50, because that's when people start to, like, have a downslide. They get scared. They get concerned. Mm -hmm. And it starts, what I say, April 28th. And um, you can go to lauriehandlers.com. For, I think it's on the front page of yeah. LaurieHandlers.com. You just go to my homepage. And Chrissy will put that into the yeah, uh, and you can the chat you can sign you. up for it. It's a special low price right now because it's the beta test. Before mm-hmm. I publish the book, I want to see how these new laws work for people. Right. And you'll also get um, what is it called? Sex and happiness. Self study course. course. So you'll get the first 10 laws, and then I want feedback on the next seven laws. Right. So that's I'm inviting people to participate, to just go there and register. That's exciting. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I can't yeah. wait to do it either. I'm going to give you the actual, uh, here it is. It's lauriehandlers.com forward slash SH60 course. That's great. All right. And that's for people over 50. Now, that might not be any of you watching. It might be your parents. Right. So, come on. Get your parents hot. Get your parents sexy. I mean, they deserve it. Yeah. It, could be, it could be your boss. It could be anybody over 50 
who thinks they're losing their mojo or is afraid of losing their mojo mm. is afraid of losing their desirability. Yeah. That's, um, that's, this is the course for them. Yeah, anybody that it could be a neighbor. I mean, you know, anybody. But the point is, is that you want... Oh, here it is. Somebody who's overdoing plastic surgery. <laughs> here it is. Let me, let me give it to you again. It's lorihandlers.com forward slash SH 60 course. And that'll work. Great. That's wonderful. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.